Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Tuesday, July 26th, 2022. I'm Mike Chopley. All right. How's everyone doing? How's everyone doing? Well, there's a lot going on, a lot going on. I always say that, but is there really a lot going on? I don't know. I think sometimes there is. I think I say that too much. Sometimes there's nothing going on. But I'm going to do this show anyway. There's nothing happening. You know, there's absolutely zero happening out there. I'm still going to do the show and make something up. We'll make something up. Well, you really don't have to make anything up because there's always, if there's nothing new, and you can't expect something new every day, even in this wacky country, even in this crazy world, you can't expect something new every day. But uh, there's always a continuation of the craziness. And we see this continuation of the craziness within the Democratic Party. It's just a, it's just a party of absolute lunatics with zero common sense and absolutely no ability to, to course correct, no ability to recognize errors, no ability to recognize errors, to recognize that you were wrong, that you did something, you know, in, in, in sports, in sports, and I watched a particularly sloppy game between the Yankees and the Mets today, which the Mets unfortunately won. But just, you know, you see it all the time, like players will do silly things, right? They'll do mental errors, physical errors, and the player will often, they'll pat their chest twice. My bad, right? My bad. They'll say that a lot. My bad, my bad. Meaning I, I made a mistake. I'm recognizing that I've made the mistake. Not, not you, me. So, Athletes can do this all the time, and they're constantly doing this. But politicians seem to never, never be able to do this, to say, my bad, my bad. In fact, they just continue to make the same mistake over and over again, which is worse. It's worse. What is it saying? Like you, I don't mind you make mistakes, but don't make the same mistake twice, right? Well, politicians are not only making the same mistake twice, and when I say politicians, I mean Democrats, not just making the same mistake twice, they're making the same mistake five times, 10 times, 15 times, and it's, it makes me very angry, and I know it makes a lot of people incredibly angry. Yet they keep on making these mistakes because they cannot admit they were wrong. And it's always so, unlike that athlete who points to himself, my bad, my bad, they're always blaming someone else. And what we've seen over the last two and a half, almost three years now is they blame the people or they they blame the people for not doing enough of what they've been told to do. That's the new thing, basically, that Democrats love to do, that the liberal loves to do. In other words, wearing masks for two years weren't enough. We need to wear a mask for seven years. Wearing one mask wasn't enough. You need three masks. No, three masks wasn't enough. You need to wear a KN95, K26, whatever the hell they call them. Uh, 99% compliance wasn't enough. We need 100%. See, it's always that. It's always blaming the people instead of the policy. Instead of the failed policy, they find a little opening to try to blame the people. And they've done this over and over and over again over the last two and a half years. One vaccine's not enough. Two vaccines are enough. Three vaccines are enough. No, no. No, you only got two shots? No, no, no. You need to get three that's why everything's fucked up. You didn't get your third. No, wait a minute. You know why everything's fucked up? You didn't get your fourth. You see, always blaming the people instead of the bad policy and their own mistakes. And then we have Kamala Harris, who is 
I knew you knew I was going to talk about Kamala Harris because the heading of the show is about Kamala. We have Kamala Harris, who's a total moron. I mean, this is a total imbecile. This is a low IQ individual who should be nowhere near the presidency, let alone one very, 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 very weak heartbeat away from the presidency. A total idiot. True, true political moron. Like I've never seen before. You know, those of you old enough remember Dan Quayle, and everyone made fun of Dan Quayle, right? George Bush's uh, father, Bush's uh, vice president from uh, what, what were the years? What were the years? Give me the 88 to 92. And um, I actually met Dan Quayle once when I was in radio. I met Dan Quayle in New York. But um, I people made fun of him as being dumb. But you look back now, when you look at someone like Kamala Harris, you think, Dan Quayle was brilliant. Dan Quayle was brilliant compared to her. Yet he took a lot, a lot of flack. I remember a lot of flack as as being, as being naive and stupid. And we have a, a vice president now who is the epitome of naive, the epitome of stupid. And today she did something which it, it was totally puzzling to everyone. No one could really understand what she was saying. Now, I'm going to play a clip. It's a 22-second clip. And she's sitting at a table with a bunch of – wearing a mask, with a bunch of other morons wearing masks. Right there, you know you're dealing with it, it, more total fucking idiots. But and it's going to be tough. It's The audio is not great simply because she's wearing the mask. So you, can't really, you can't really understand. You see, there's a difference. This is this is like with no mask. And this is like with you. So you can tell if I was doing this show, if I was a moron like her, I'd be doing the show with the mask on. I'd be talking like this. You can't hear. Okay. So that wouldn't work very well, would it? But if I was a total moron like her, I'd do it anyway. Oh, hold on. Let's play the clip. It has a mind of its own. It wants to play. Here we go. I want to welcome these leaders for coming in to have this very important discussion um, about some of the most pressing issues of our time. Uh, I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. And um, she said, I'm Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. Now, just before she said that, she said, we're going to talk about some of the most pressing pressing issues of our time. And then she goes in to talk about her pronouns, her gender, and the color of the suit she's wearing. This 22 seconds, muffled 22 seconds, perfectly epitomizes what the Democrats are. We're going to talk about some of the most pressing issues of our time, pronouns, gender, and the color of my suit. This is what the Democrats care about. This is what they think people wake up caring about. They truly think people wake up caring about pronouns, gender, and the color of a woman's suit. As she sits there masked with everyone else being masked, sitting not six, not three feet away from each other, not six feet. It looks like 20 feet away from each other. This is what she believes people care about. This is what Democrats truly believe is the narrative driving, is, is the driving the day, the issues driving the day. 
the issues people think about when they wake up in the morning, and the issues people think about when they go to bed at night. This is, this is why I can't believe for a second that this November is going to be even close. If this November is even close, this is not a country I want to live in anymore. I know you've heard that from people before, right? People, I'm going to leave the country. But it's truly not a country worth living in if this November is election. Even close. Even close. Meaning it's not the biggest win by Republican Party in the midterms in our lifetime. Because this is what the Democrats are. This is what Democrats are. Wearing masks. Talking, wearing masks three years into this nonsense, talking about pronouns, gender, and the color of a person's suit. This is what you call, I, I, I talk about wedge issues, right? Talk about guns, abortion, the death penalty, which hasn't been worn in a while, which I'm surprised Democrats haven't brought back. But this is, these aren't even wedge issues. These are, these are not even issues. These are not even issues. They're nonsense, they're garbage, they're, they're folly, they're folly, not even distractions, they're folly. These are things that unserious people talk about. These are things that unserious people talk about. And Kamala Harris is an exceptionally unserious person. An exceptionally unserious. In fact, when someone brings up, you notice, we all know this happens, and I believe even the most ardent Democrat hates this. And I know it because I've spoken to some of them about it. When a serious issue is brought to Kamala's attention, what does she do? <laughs> she laughs about it because she can't talk about serious issues. So when someone can't talk, when someone doesn't have the ability to talk about serious issues, they don't have the heart to talk about them. They don't have the mind to talk about them. They don't have the wherewithal to talk about them. They laugh it off. They laugh it off. It's almost like when you're watching a movie with an audience and there's a serious moment, really uncomfortable, serious moment, and some people have nervous laughter. Those people have trouble dealing, are having trouble at that moment emotionally dealing with that subject. So they have, they laugh, nervous laughter, laugh it off. It's one thing for someone in an audience watching a movie to do it. It's another for the vice president who's one very, very, very weak heartbeat away from the presidency to constantly do it. She constantly does it. Every time a reporter brings up a real issue, not pronouns. She can talk about pronouns, seriously. You know? She can talk about gender and the color of her suit, seriously. She's not laughing in this clip. But when someone brings up a serious issue, she constantly has a nervous, annoying, hyena-like laughter. It's because she cannot be serious. She's not a serious person. She's not a person that we should be taking seriously whatsoever. And only in this country, I believe only in the United States of America, would anyone be talking about her being president of the United States. Only in the United States of America would someone like this be vice president. And as I've said twice already, I'm going to say it again, and one very, very, very old, weak heartbeat away from the presidency. Only in this country would this happen? You know, the left likes to talk about only in this country would Donald Trump become president. Well, only in this country would Kamala Harris be vice president and be talked about as being the nominee for president in a couple of years. I am a woman. My pronouns are she and hers. Then I'm sitting here in my blue suit. 
this 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 is how she begins this discussion on the most pre- in her own words the most pressing serious issues of our day it's re- it's really pathetic it's incredibly pathetic and now people always say to me even democrats even my friends who are still democrats um as errant in their ways as they may be say to me why did he pick her why didn't he pick you know, they say other stupid names like Stacey Abrams. She's another moron. But why didn't they pick Stacey Abrams, they say? Why didn't they pick uh, Val Demings? Why didn't they pick this one or that one? There were a lot of other women out there and a lot of other black women out there. He could have Why did he choose Kamala Harris? And the answer I give them, I don't owe them an answer on this. They should ask their fellow Biden why he picked her. But I say, well, he picked her. Because she is seen in this country among among voters in general, right? Because this was a general election he was picking her for. She is seen as having cachet. She was the uh, senator. She was a senator. Kamala Harris was a senator from California. Right? She was the DA here in San Francisco. She was attorney general of the state. So this is called cachet. This is called a political resume. Her age, she had on paper, a very impressive political resume. And she's black and she's a woman. And Biden, because he's a total moron, a total woke moron who now has to bend the knee to the most left nut job person in his party, wing of his party, said early on that he's going to pick a woman and a black woman. He said it. Remember, he said, which means that eliminated 99.99999% of qualified candidates, and it left Kamala Harris and a few others. And she had the most impressive, when you look at Val Demings, when you look at, you know, uh, Stacey Abrams, Kamala Harris had the most impressive, on paper, political resume. The others didn't come close. So he picked her, and she had run for president, not very successfully, but she had just run for president, right, in that primary so she had the name recognition. They made fun of her on SNL, that whole thing. So he picked her. That that's why he picked her. It's pure. It was pure pol. It's often pure politics when the president picks the vice president. But this was not just pure politics. It was identity politics and woke politics to the nth degree. See, this is what happens when you don't pick the most qualified. When you don't pick based on qualifications. Okay, when you pick on things like woke politics, identity politics, and then you choose from that, that narrows it down to maybe five people instead of maybe 500 people, she becomes the most qualified out of those five, not the 500, the five. And so this is what you get. This is the kind of person, this is the kind of quality individual you get or non-quality individual, I would say. All right, for those of us who have just, for those who just joined, I'm going to play this clip one more time. Once again, this is kind of muffled because she's wearing a mask. She's still wearing a mask. These Democrats will be wearing masks until 2072 here once again. Kamala Harris, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Good afternoon. I want to welcome these leaders for coming in to have this very important discussion um, about some of the most pressing issues of our time. I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I'm a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. Most pressing issues of our times. I am a woman. She, hers, wearing a blue suit sitting at a table. 
it's it's just to me it's embarrassing it is utterly utterly embarrassing someone just wrote on twitter what if the suit doesn't identify as blue that's a good one that's a very good one <laughs> i mean they, are they kidding us are they kidding us are, they, are the Democrats just trolling us? Are they trolling us at this point? They've got to be trolling us. This can't. This can't be real. This can't be a real thing. This has got to be like some kind of a troll, a a grand sociological experiment. I do want to get to some other things, but I do want to. Uh, so, but I want to. Vlad wants to say something, probably about how much he loves Kamala Harris. I'm guessing Vlad's going to talk about how much he loves. Uh, Kamala Harris, right, Vlad? Oh, I I love Kamala Harris like you can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. You know what? Believe it or not, Mike, when my sister was still working, maybe five years ago, mm-hmm. uh, she was working for the DOJ of the state of California, and Kamala Harris was the attorney general. She said that she flew in probably about monthly, for all the way from uh, Sacramento, I think that area, all the way to California. She flew in on a helicopter with with high security, well armed. Mm-hmm. She would walk in like she was the shit. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, that's the the condescending, intimidating attitude she had towards state employees. Just walk in like you got to roll the carpet out for her. Oh, and, she, and right, we hear for, that's why so many in, in the first year, so many of her staffers quit because she's an idiot. Yeah. She won't take their advice. And then she goes out there and looks like an idiot. Then she blames them. Yeah. <laughs> if she were to play her cards right and treat people with the same respect and dignity that, you know, she treated her as a politician, believe me, she would go a long way and she would get, a, she, she would get as, as stupid as she could be. As, as long as she treats people humanely and with the respect that she desires to be treated, I guarantee you she will go a long way, even if she does not have the brain. I'm telling you, this woman has become more stupid, stupefied over time. She was much better. I don't know what happened. Maybe uh, liberalism is a mental disorder, as Michael Savage said. Perhaps. She's a living example of that. People do not like her. She's become more of a cackler. I don't know who's worse, her or Pelosi. I think it's her. The cackling is nasty. It's diabolical. Well, as I said, it, I said the reason why she does that is because she cannot talk about serious issues. They make her uncomfortable. She doesn't have the wherewithal to talk about serious issues. So when, when a reporter or someone brings up an interview or brings up a serious topic, she laughs it off. It's nervous laughter. She cannot deal yeah. with anything. She's not a serious person, Vlad. She's not a serious person. She's a, she's a political creation. She's not yeah. a real person. She's, she's a she's a cartoon, really. She's a cartoon, exactly. And, she's a and, cartoon, and like like AOC. These are cartoons. These yeah. are political inventions. They're not I'm real you, flesh if, and blood if, people. If, if she would have played her cards right, I mean, she had a great history. Um, she had a good upbringing, a uh, good great career. I think she was from Stafford, if I'm right, and she got into Willie Brown that was involved in the state senate. Yeah, she got into and, him all right. He got into her. Oh, oh, hey. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that's another story. <laughs> but, the, but, but, the, but the whole thing, if she would have just fixed it where, you know what, I'm going to play this right, but I'm going to use my studies, my smarts. Yeah. And, you know, she would have done, she would have done well, but she went after her, her own, what's supposed to be her own black people, which are not her own because those are African Americans. She's Bahamian, uh, uh, blacks from the Bahamas with Indians. So she's from a different, her legacy is much different. So she used the black race card, obviously, because she could. 
And it's, it wasn't right that she did. And blacks have bought into her bullshit, yet she incarcerated many black males. And that is a sad thing. Oh, that you was know, a big I mean, her thing, incarceration. It was, absolutely. Remember, she yeah. wanted to incarcerate parents of kids. Remember, she yeah. wanted to parents? She wanted to blame yeah. them and put them in jail. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and, and you see the thing with, with Kamala, like I said, she's not like, she does have a, a better appearance, obviously, than Stacey Abrams. The Stacey Abrams is just a disgusting-looking pig, I'll be <laughs> honest. Her attitude, I can't stand. Uh, she never recognized she lost. And I think she lost twice, but she still doesn't want to admit her losses, concede elections uh, for government. Oh, yeah, only only when Trump does that is it bad. If a Democrat, yeah, does, fine. exactly. Yeah. And and they uh, always use the race card over here. Kamala has been lost with what's going on. In fact, if Kamala was smart, she would have told jo, uh, Joe step down a year ago. Step down, Joe. It's really bad. Your performance is bad. And she would have had arranged something with with the Democrats in a nice way. Amendment 25, I think it's the one they use uh, against the president. Bunch of amendments, for their, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for their mental health. And immediately he steps down overnight like nobody notices it, doesn't even say goodbye. He gets put in, in, in a home, taken care of it. Let's be honest, at his age, he has to be taken care of. He's not all there. She steps in overnight, new president. They explain what happened. The, the, the vice president comes in. She brings in whoever she, she wants, whether maybe it's uh, most likely if not Hillary, because she's also fading, it's going to be Gavin Newsom. He becomes, uh, she, she, he takes her former place as by a VP, and she, she takes the presidency. But of course, nobody likes her either. She wouldn't be popular. No, no, but no. She's, she's his best insurance policy, because as bad as he is, yeah, she's worse. Yeah. As, as and, bad as his ratings are, hers are below his. Yeah. And, uh, you know, honestly, this is, would be a, a, a direct guarantee. Red vote, red wave, tsunami for November and the next election. Because if the Democrats don't prove anything, let's say they do lose seats, but if they're not able to work with Republicans in bipartisanship in the next year, okay, uh, after January 2023, they're going to show right there that they're worthless, that they have nobody else. And guess what? Gavin Newsom is not any better. That pretty boy, nobody likes him. Okay, they, they're tired of their bullshit. I don't know if you noticed, uh, Mike, you probably heard here in LA County, the county supervisors wanted to implement the mask mandate again. Mm -hmm. Several cities said, stick it. We're well, not you know, and that was shit. The, while you're on, the next thing I was going to talk about, Barbara Farrar has been defeated. Yeah. There'll be no mask mandate. And the mm -hmm. reason is because many cities, well, that one city council person finally stood up and said, this is nonsense, finally, after three years. Yeah. But I heard Beverly Hills was one of the cities. I said, when I, yes, so yes. That, this is what we've talked about, Vlad. And you, you agree with me on this. If you don't comply, these things go away. They go exactly. away. You know, I mean, so people are doing well. Yeah. Okay. You're trying to make it again. Like a lot of people are sick. They, they can't make up their mind. Monkeypox or a different strain of the, of the, I mean, that shit is dying. Uh, it got lost, believe it or not, Mike. Remember when the war with Ukraine started in February? Yes. So it got lost. It got, they didn't start talking about it again until April. So now that the elections are coming out, they want to use it. People are not buying into that bullshit. Well, People are not dropping dead tired. No, I'm, I'm, I'm without a mask. I only use it when I'm on the bus that I had my car at the garage the last three weeks for different jobs I had to do. I spent so much money, but I, the only car I had, so I had to fix it. So what did I do? I was on the bus, and if I didn't have my, my mask, these were talking about the local, the, 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 the local transit at 50 cents. Right. Which is a blessing. I mean, so I, I sometimes I walk, I go, I'm not going to wear that mask. I wore the damn mask seven months at NBC Universal working as a contractor. I'm not going to do it anymore.
I got tired of that shit. Having a, well, the job yeah. as it is was hard and still because of somebody else's fears. Right. The lack of science. I'm glad. What is what you know, and we now we know why Barbara Farrar was defeated. Because you oh. finally had other politicians and you had like I said, like you've mentioned, all these other all these cities, these separate cities saying they're not gonna do it. So she knew it would be pointless and she'd look like an asshole. But but she what she you know what she does? She blames what she calls anti mask information, false information <laughs> she talks about the anti mask disinformation she, she campaign she, when the people who are talk the people who are talking about masks not working are actual real epidemiologists. She's a freaking yeah. social worker. That's yeah. her degree in social social justice and social uh, work. Mike, she contradicts herself from past uh, public speaking where she said, literally said, that everybody that's been back has ended up in the hospital. So she actually admitted something that normally if she'd have washed herself. She, she she would have kept her lie, but no, she was honest enough to say everybody. She said it like this: everyone that she knew that got back ended up in the hospital. She 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 doesn't even remember her own lies. Well, yes, and she sure. well, she also lied about the number of people in the hospitals now with COVID. It's ten percent of what she said it was. So yeah. when she says that twelve hundred people were in the hospital for COVID, it was more like a hundred people in a city of yeah. ten million. My, my, might I remind idiot. you, Mike? She said during the Trump era, uh, time, as, as uh, Operation Warfield was getting underway, she said, I won't do it. I won't take the jab. A lot of them, especially the hypocrite president that we have, I won't take the jab. Okay, they took it then. If it's true that they took it, then why did you take it? And look at him. He's, he's sick right now. And he's sick, I think, for the second or third time. Right. Absolutely. And, and he, yeah, yeah. And he took the boosters too, by the way. He took the boosters. And he's worn that big black mask for the last three years. He's worn yeah. mask, a big, ridiculous, moronic-looking black mask that Trump aptly pointed out in the debate. A big black mask he, he's worn for the last three years, along with his four shots. And, of course, it doesn't matter. Look, we know it doesn't matter. But as I said at the beginning of the show, these people cannot admit their failures. They have to blame other people. So what is Barbara Farrar doing? Instead of admitting that masks have been a failure and her whole career has been a failure, she she blames the anti-mask misinformation campaign. Oh, I'm serious. You know? I'm let you go in a minute, Mike, but you know what? I'm serious. I've had it with these people. That's one. I don't vote Democrat again. I need to see a change. I'm exactly like Reagan said. I didn't leave the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party left me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, I'll let you go, Mike. Glad, Love talking to you. I appreciate Have a great it. night, brother. As always, as always, as always. But this is Ian Miller writes this for Outkick. Ian Miller, who, who wrote the book Unmasked, who I had on my podcast months ago, and I should again, will again. Ian Miller writes for Outkick, uh, L.A. official desperately defends mask mandates, claims as a massive misinformation campaign. There are a few people on earth as stubborn as political health experts in, this expert, in the scientific expert community. For two plus years, mask mandates have utterly failed to control the spread of COVID everywhere they've been tried. Even now, Japan, you know, in Japan, of course, they've worn masks long before COVID, and yet they still all got COVID. Japan is seeing record-breaking numbers with consistent, still, 95-plus percent mass compliance in the community. Despite the, And once again, you can look at South Korea, you can look at China, you can look at New Zealand, all the same. Despite the accumulating data and current failure, L.A.'s public health officials just recently signaled their intention to return to the mandate, even though a local hospital system admitted only 10% 
of its COVID patients were actually being treated for the virus. It's unsurprising that the city is so committed to masking, even without a real emergency, given that its public health director, Barbara Ferrar, as I like to call her Fuhrer, is not a doctor, nor does she have any medical training. While many in L.A. will undoubtedly cheer the return of masking, there are a few prominent voices speaking out, and that's what we've seen now. That's what we've seen now. And uh, she says there's a massive, Barbara Fuhrer says there's a massive misinformation campaign that questions the effect of this. Well, questions it. She's correct. There's a massive misinformation campaign on masks except that's coming from her. Dr. Fauci, the CDC, and other media personalities who cling to the desperate belief that masks work. There are only two possible explanations for this outright lie and misdirection. One explanation is that conceding that masks are ineffective would be ruinous to their reputations. That's as I just said. They cannot admit they've been wrong for three years now. It would it, Their massive egos and unearned self, uh, sense of self-importance would uh, be uh, annihilated. So that's one major reason. The other explanation is that they truly do believe mass work. They are truly idiotic, despite the overwhelming data and research that's accumulated over the past two years proving the exact opposite. Neither option is especially encouraging. So once again, when we see what we see Democrats doing is they blame you. They blame you instead of blaming their own failed policies. And this will continue. They'll do this till the day they die. They'll retire from politics, they'll die, and they'll never have admitted they're wrong. You'll never see them admit they're wrong, ever. And Ian's right. It's one of those two reasons. Uh, they can't admit they've been a failure over the last three years, because that would be a huge hit to their ego. Or they truly are idiots and believe these things work when all the data and all the real, the real epidemiology, not the, not the ones who rely on political science, but the real science, say they've been totally ineffective and actually harmful in many ways. But the fact of the matter is that this is a victory. This is a victory now when they when they say, we're just going to encourage it now because you have so many people speaking out. You have you have the city council people speaking out. You have doctors speaking out. You have these separate cities who say they're not going to follow. And so, you know, it's not going to happen. And that's a huge victory because this is LA is the second biggest city in the country. So when they're defeated, it's very public, right? Everyone knows it. It's like, you know, egg on the face. And therefore, other places won't be as quick to try this nonsense again. But it's not totally satisfying because I want them to admit they were wrong. I understand that's never going to happen. It's kind of like a fantasy of mine. It's not, it's not going to happen. I can dream about this. And we can talk about how wrong they've been and keep on proving and laugh at them and mock them. But And also make sure we write the history book showing they're wrong. But they're never, ever, ever going to admit they were wrong. So what Farrar's really doing is she's blaming science. The science is not on her side. As a science has not been on their side for three years now. On anything. On masks, on vaccines, on social distancing, on lockdowns, on whatever they tried, whatever they did, whatever harmful things they did, the science has never been on their side. So they're basically blaming science. They're blaming that damn science. If not for that meddling science. That's basically what they're doing. 
And that's what Barbara Ferrara is doing now. That's what Barbara Ferrara is doing now. Blaming the science. Barbara Ferrara, is, 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 is she a she or a her? It looks like an it to me. And it just lost. And they're starting to lose more and more because people are just tired of this. And this is what Dr. a real Dr. Jay Bhattacharya brought up over a year ago. He said this will all end be, not because necessarily of science or health, but because of the politics and people are just going to be tired of it. So cases could actually be as high as they've ever been. It's not going to matter anymore because people are tired of this now. They're tired of it. They're tired of all this stuff they've done that has not worked. All the sacrifices they have made for nothing. For nothing. They're now over it. And because of this basically going on three years of boy that cried wolf crap, anything that comes through, this is the real travesty. If a real if a real issue came along now, people are not going to believe them anymore. They're not going to believe them anymore. They're not going to listen to them anymore because of what they've done. This is how the medical community has been destroyed by these people. The medical community has been annihilated by these people. They need a total rebuild. But the only way you rebuild, and this is going back, we seem to go back to a sports analogy, you rebuild by tearing down. So the medical community must tear down the Fauci's, must tear down the Ferrars, must tear these people down and spit them out and get rid of them and toss them into the garbage can of history. Then they can start rebuilding. But you've got to tear down before you can rebuild. And that's what the medical community is really dealing with now. How do they get rid of these people? Well, you can do things like what just happened in L.A. You can fight them. You can point out how ridiculous they are. Right. You can show how their policies are garbage and you can defeat them. And as you defeat them over and over again, they will go away. No one will listen to them anymore. They'll have no effectiveness in their position. So that's one way you can tear them down and get rid of them. But we need more and more doctors to do what these doctors, you know, in in the hospitals in L.A. have done, which is say, it's all bullshit. Everything she's saying is bullshit. What we're seeing here is not what she's saying. It's not the reality of the situation. You need more doctors to stand up and say, these people have been wrong all this time. These people have been totally destructive to society all this time. And as you get more and more people saying that, it will then make these people go away. And then the medical community can start rebuilding. That's the only way it's going to happen. These doctors need to grow a pair of balls. They need to grow balls. Speaking of balls, I'll stay on that. I'll stay on that uh, topic. Matt Gates. Matt Gates. 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 Matt Gates. He said um, something to the effect of uh, all these women who are protesting at these uh, pro-choice, if you will, rallies, are fat and ugly, and they no one would want to impregnate them. And 
of course, you know, the wrath of the woke craziness, 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 craziness. Although, you know, he's horrible, he's horrible, he's horrible. And so a reporter asked him, they said, do you stand by what you said about these women at these pro-choice rallies being fat and, and ugly and not being able to get laid? He said, yes. Very simply, yep. And then they said, well, what about people who offended? Let them be, he said, great, let them be offended. They can be offended if they want. Now, you might agree or disagree with what he said, although I just saw some videos from these pro-choice rallies, and hey, there might be a little more truth. And But anyway, the fact is, we need more people like that. In, in this woke age, we need people like that who are going to say what they want, stand by it, and say, if you don't like it, too bad. You want to be offended? Be offended. I don't care. Matt gets it. I mean, that's what you need. Like I said, I, I don't want to talk about the specifics of what he said. Many people might think that's silly or stupid or, you know, not very accurate. Whatever. It doesn't matter. The thing is, he said it. He wanted to say it. He either believes it or just wants to get their goat. And if they're offended, too fucking bad. That's what you must do. We have to do. In this woke society, we have to do these things now. We have to fight back. We can't give them an inch anymore. We can't bend the, constantly bend the knee and apologize for saying things they find off color or silly or offensive. We can't do it anymore. You can't give them anything. And if you do what he did, which is say, yes, I stand by it. If you defend it too fucking bad, there's nothing they can do. All they can do is cry and pout and say, oh, we didn't mean Perryston. He doesn't care. They think that. They're not his, they're not his base. They're not his friends. He doesn't care. So we need much more of that. Much more of that. Once again, it's not about what he said. I don't necessarily totally agree with what he said. But that doesn't matter. I appreciate him for standing by that. And not backing down because the woke crowd says, boo, we're going to cancel you. That is what we need more of. That's what we need more of. That kind of resoluteness and not, not, not backing down because the woke crowd wants you to back down. Because you can't give them any satisfaction. That's the problem these days. You can't give them any satisfaction. And you have to mock them sometimes. Sometimes you have to mock them. You have to mock their ridiculousness. Okay? You have to mock their wokeness. You have to throw it back in their faces and stand your ground. So I really appreciate Matt Gets for doing that. I really do. I mean, it's like this woman here. Let's see. I, I meant to talk about this during the Barbara Fuhrer thing. L.A. County Supervisor Sheila Kuehl, Kuehl called those who oppose mask mandates snowflake weepies. What the fuck is a snowflake weepy? So we're all snowflake weepies because we follow the science. This is Bill Malugin of Fox saying when he previously reported on her indoor dining ban hypocrisy in late 2020, meaning she told everyone else to do it, but she didn't, like Gavin Newsom and London Breed and everyone else, she called Fox LA, she called Fox a cartoon network and ducked 
all of their interview requests. Does a snowflake do that? Is that what a snowflake does? You duck interview requests because you can't back what you supposedly believe? So this woman, Sheila Kuhl, thinks you're a snowflake for protecting the education. Yes, Kevin Dalton says, for protecting the education and mental health of your kids in school. Yes, a snowflake for protecting small businesses in the county. A snowflake believing in science, not political science. Bingo. Bingo. This is the this is part of what the left did for two and a half years. Oh, you're so selfish and childish for not just wearing a mask your whole fucking life because we tell you to. You don't follow what they say. And you're selfish. You don't follow what they say when you're a child. You're a child for following science. You're a child for following the evidence. You're a child for having a brain and the understanding that microscopic virus particulates will get through cloth, will get through N95 masks, will get through anything you put on your stupid face. Hey, I like to say that people who wear masks are ugly. They have butter faces and they don't want to show their face. And they'll get mad at me and I'll say what, uh, you know, what Matt gets said. Too fucking bad. You don't like it? Too bad. I do think a lot of people like wearing masks because they don't like the way they look and they want to. They feel more confident going out in the world with something on their faces. It's almost like when, when sometimes you, an actor will say when they put on a costume or something, they get more confidence because they're not themselves, they're someone else. Or uh, people who put, you know, who, who put the, what do you call it, you know, play uh, mascots. They say they can be really gregarious because you can't see them. I think a lot of people did that. They wore masks because they were ashamed of the way they looked. And it gave them more confidence to go out into their world with their with their face covered up. I truly believe that. I think who's who's on? Oh, Lance, Lance with his little emoji of a pig. Let me see something here. Hey, Lance, how are you, Lance? I'm I'm, I'm horrible, man. I'm and this is. What do you mean? How am I doing, man? You got the you got the Rona. You don't have the Rona, dude. My life's in the toilet. Everybody's fucking no. I'm good. I'm great. I really. Am. <laughs> what's what's on your mind? You. Me? Obviously, or I wouldn't have called in, right? But yeah, but I mean everything. Kamala, uh, what? Kamala's Kamala on your mind? You have Kamala on the mind? <laughs> okay, let me let me just start with this. Okay, if you go back to like Occidental culture, right? In other words, America, we're we're Western, right? We go back to ancient Egypt, right? Uh, ancient Greece, mm-hmm. Roman Empire, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not Asian, you know. Our culture doesn't derive from, you know, China and Mongolia, Mongolia, yeah, change of time, whatever, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, in all the course of history, politicians have always been barely one step above the proletariat. In other words, you got served, you know, you got you got uh, slaves, you got whatever. Mm-hmm. One step above them are the politicians, and I guess frankly, the petty bourgeoisie. What we what is now Amazon. 
weirdly. But, you know, but originally, if you go, I, I, so fuck politics. Everybody owns us. You know, the, the, the people that got the money own us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only difference now versus right. like when I was coming up as a geezer was that everybody realized that. We were a little bit like the European where we realized that America might be great. I, I, I guess what? Guess what? I have a big ass American flag hanging out in the back of my house. Okay, mm-hmm. and I own it, and I'm a far left lefty that hates America. Okay, that despises America. America is yep. a third world country. We're in last place. Yeah, on almost every measure of quality of life, not standard of living, but quality of life. In the OECD, which is not the G20 or the G7, the OECD is like the the, the 40, like, more or less first world countries, mm-hmm. right? Chile, I think Cuba, maybe. Colombia, Estonia, Uruguay, right? We're in last place on everything. So fuck both parties. Fuck the Democrats. Fuck the progressives. You know, fuck the far lefties, fuck the far right, fuck everybody. All right? We're fucked. And we fucked ourselves. Like Pogo said, who, I've who, seen who, the enemy, and he is us. Who do, who, us. Who do, Lance, us. who do you Lance, who do you like? Who do you like? Nobody. I hate everybody. No. I'm a misanthrope. <laughs> right? I channel my inner Dostoevsky. You know? <laughs> no. <laughs> you like Dostoevsky. Of course I do. Are you kidding me? Come on. Of course. See, there you go. I, I knew you'd like somebody. But what I'm saying is, of anyone, I want to be, come on, don't be so, of everyone in the, in the political landscape now, who do you respect? Anybody? None. You know why? Because if you're in the political landscape, you're one step ahead of the proletariat. Don't you understand? Look, 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 look. Politics follows culture. Okay? You know, so who do kids have on their wall? Go back to the old movies, right? 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 Listen, go back to the 30s movies where it was a young Judy Judy Garland. A a young Judy. Wait a minute. Come on, man. I know you're smart enough to reference this. A young Judy Garland and a young Mickey Rooney, right? Who who do they have on their wall? FDR? No. Clark Gable. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Of course. Okay. Politics follows culture. But even kids now. What kids now have politicians on? No one has AOC on their fucking wall. Come on. What? Who the kids now don't have AOC on their walls? They have. They still have. I just said that. Yeah. I said nobody has politicians on their walls. No, no. Look, you know who I had on my wall? I had a Yes poster and a Pink Floyd poster and a Bob Dylan poster. You see what I mean? I didn't have like a JFK poster and an LBJ poster and a fucking even a Malcolm X poster. I had cultural. Look, politics follows culture. Okay, politicians are one step above in the hierarchy of the masses. That's why they do what the people who are in control, who control everything, do. Because they have no control. 
Right. I don't let me be clear. I don't care if you have libertarian and like honest to goodness right. I don't care if you have Green Party, progressives, democratic, socialist, beautiful. They they're all gonna have zero well no, not zero. They're gonna have like one percent of the power. No matter what. So this but is what I mean. Think, it's not minute, about Lance. right and left, dude. It's about the haves and the have-nots. Lance. It's about this, the those that got it and those that I, don't. And I'm one of the – wait a minute. I'm one of those that don't. And if you got it, I want it. If you got it, you don't want to give it to me. And that's all it's about. Let me give you Take this. Care. I'm going to give you a morsel right now of what you're talking about. Maybe what you're talking about is true, and I think it is true. But is that – that so many Americans, and this is for decades, not just today, so tuned out politically in this country. Isn't that why we end up with the representation we get? Because people are so tuned out because they'd rather have a photo because they'd rather have a celebrity on their wall or a, uh, a, a, you know, a rock star on their wall and they don't pay attention to what's going on. And that's why we end up with Vice President Kamala Harris. That's no. why. We- no, here's why. Look, 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 look. Remember the slap? The big slap. The slap? The slap. You Come mean on, the, I don't got to say no more than that. At the Oscars? Okay. Yes! Yeah, okay, what about it? Jim Carrey said this. hmm In response, you know Jim Carrey, of course. Yes, I know, yeah. Look, I don't care whether you love or hate the guy. That guy's, uh... He's saying shit that like, 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 informed. And he's Canadian. Yeah. Well, I love Kenneth Neil Young. Fucking all of dudes. I love it, man. Neil Young's an asshole. You know what, dude? That's a great. That's a great point, man. Canadians have a great. What? I'm sorry. What? Neil Young's a phony. Mister Counterculture. Now he's Mister. Oh no, he's a phony. He's a capitalist pig. Okay, whatever. Go ahead. You know what I mean, dude. You know you're not. Wait, you know. I love. I love his politics. But let me tell you something. I remember a quote from probably so National Young when they were doing all that stuff about Chicago, and I was a teenager. And like, yeah, man, they're tying people up, and they're like Chicago, and they're beating people. You know what he said? Yeah, they really ate that crap up. We made a lot of money off of that anti-cultural stuff. That's probably still Nash and Young. And that's Neil Young. Guess what? Bob Dylan made his money by buying up Granite Village. Lance, what did what did Jim Carrey say about the slap? You were going to say something. Yeah, we're not the cool club anymore. Right. Okay. He did say that. You're right. That's what he said. And you know what he meant by that? He meant that it's it's kids who have our posters on their wall. They don't have the posters of George Bush. Even if they like George Bush. Even if you're a George Bush fan, you're got like some white, you know, like uh, you know, head banging like, you know, rock and roll band, right? If you're, right. Uh, if you're you know what I mean? And and that's what he meant. And this is what I mean. Okay? Is that we got Kanye, we got Travis Scott, Travis Scott is guilty of criminally negligent homicide. Say it again. Travis Scott, who is Kardashian's whatever lover, 
uh-huh. and Kanye, right? Yeah. Yeah. Travis Scott is guilty oh, of yes. criminally negligent homicide. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is who we worship. Listen to Chris Hedges. We worship celebrity. Okay. Let me let me explain something. A lot of British rockers go back to the sixties. Ah, oh, yeah. We don't hang out in London. We they all bought farms in Scotland. You know why? Because. Sure. Because if you're a celebrity, even if we love your music, we love your politics, but don't come, Paul McCartney, riding through London in your limo. We're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna trash you. In other words, here here it is. Let me cut to the chase. Go ahead. Europe, America. Europe is a million years old. America has been around for about like twenty seconds. Uh huh. So in other words, compatibly speaking, yeah. You know what I mean. So in other words, by the time Christianity hit Europe, that was like a thousand years into their history. I know. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so, so they're not. They're not fooled. They're not fooled. You know, by like you know liberty and uh, you know egalitarity and fraternity. Right. Right. Yep. That's the thing. But you know what? If you don't raise them, if you don't like give us like what we want, we're going to fucking fight. <laughs> you know, dude, listen. After World War Two, which which was banked on World War One, when we were still a fucked up world. Right. What did we do after World War One? Let me make this point here. Right. I think I might hit some things home. After World War One, we said, well, no, we got to crush Germany. We got to crush the enemy, right? And what did they do? Well, a lot of socialists and far left people said, fuck that. And then they took control. But then they lost control. All right. Then we had Hitler. And what did we do after World War Two? We said, uh-oh, maybe we don't want to, like, just crush the people that we just crushed. Because they're going to just, like, feel oppressed and they're going to... So we created the Marshall Plan. And guess what we did? We literally learned the lesson of World War One. We said we got all these flittered parties, these flittered like countries. Right. Right? So let's make sure that we don't just impose one thing. What we did, what, what the Marshall Plan did, we created the parliamentary system of Europe. We right. said we can't go back to just one or the other. We have to allow everybody. That meant, that meant, no, it really meant, like, almost like a Fred Hampton thing where it's like, well, yeah. you know, maybe we have to crush Nazis, but they're not going to go away. They're still going to be racist. And you know what? Maybe we have to accommodate. So what the Marshall Plan did deliberately, okay, specifically, go look it up. We created the, par- the modern day parliamentary system yeah. in Europe so that every party has a voice. And yet what we did in America. The two party system. Yes. Or the duopoly. I know. Hello. And you know that the founding fathers were against parties. George Washington, they were all against. The, George Washington said he didn't believe Madison in parties. Especially. I right, they didn't believe in parties. Because this is what was going to happen. They knew this would happen. This cult shit of two-party rule. They knew it would happen. They knew it would be cult of party. They didn't believe in the cult of party. 
They believed in the individual, and that's that's something we've lost here, at Lance. That's why I love you, Mike. You know, I've listened to you before, man. I disagree with you on certain things a lot, right? You know, you don't know a few things a lot. Just a few things, but but, but you're totally on the same page as me. You know? Yeah, and I don't think you know. I, I think, and Daniel, you know, who calls the show all the time, talks about this all the time that. I say liberal, and he says, no, don't say liberal, illiberal. He believes there's so many people out there who are illiberal now, and I agree with him. I don't think what we're seeing now from the left is, is liberalism anymore. It's illiberalism. I think that's no, the you problem. Know what? You know what's funny? I, I, I grew up my early life in Norman Rockwell. You know who Norman Rockwell is, right? No, I'm an idiot. I have no Of course I know who Norman Rockwell is. Come on. You're you're an intellectual dude. I'm sorry. I lived, I grew up for my first like five, ten years of my life, literally. Uh, in Norman Rockwellville. Uh, my my literal grandparents, Italian, like second generation came off on yeah, the boat. Did you did you sit in a diner next to a cop? Oh, totally, yeah. You know, no, what I mean, yeah. So Okay, good. There you go. I literally was second generation. Italian, but my mm-hmm. father was whatever, whatever. Okay, so, uh, you know, oh no, wait, wait, say what you were saying 30 seconds ago so I can pick up my thought. And I'm pretty good at this, I don't lose my train of thought. But well, I'm I asked you if you, sat, if you were a kid, if you sat at a, at a diner next to a cop, that's all. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, well, yeah, no, you know. I guess what I was saying. You, so knew, I, you, grew up, you grew up in a very Norman Rockwell setting, basically. Yeah. And then, okay. what were we talking about before that? About liberalism? Or what, what was the Yeah, topic? liberalism and illiberalism. Right. The difference between being a liberal and illiberal, which is, I think, what we're seeing a lot of now, is Ill- illiberalism. Well, yeah. yeah, I just... And, you know, so... I, I, but then I uh, lived in a upper-middle-class suburb. Mm-hmm. In Philly, west of Philly, very right. progressive. Uh, yeah, yeah, very progressive. Uh, uh, you know, educational system. You know, you know what I learned in seventh grade? In what? Seventh, in seventh grade, you, you learned you about learned sex change about, operations, transgender, and pronouns. No, I don't think so. Right? Yeah, I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> okay, so okay so i grew up i grew up in like kind of like an old-fashioned like very strong like uh, industrial town syracuse new york carrier oh. carrier uh air conditioning was invented there and uh a I very very yeah, like good college town syracuse i like it right it's a good good college town oh syracuse yeah yeah and um So I grew up there. Then my family moved to Philadelphia, and it was Western Philadelphia, right? Suburban Philadelphia. Yeah. I had an amazing, like, uh, progressive education. Okay. And my parents were like, my mom was a devout Catholic. Well, you can't, it's almost a redundancy to say devout Catholic because you're a Catholic. You pretty much buy onto a lot of devout shit. Yeah. Right? And my dad, my dad was like an atheist, basically, you know, agnostic or whatever, you know. Sure. And I, 
I suppose. <laughs> no, you go raise your raise our kids any way you want, Tia. But <laughs> I'm not going to hold back. I don't think they had a specific conversation, but yeah, they're the most corrupt, most evil, most like like richest and like 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 hypocritical like entity you know in the world. My dad would say. Meanwhile, my mom's dragging me off to church, right? You know, confirmation. Well, yeah. I yeah. I went through all that stuff too. I'm not I'm not religious at all, but I went through communism. Uh, I was about to say I went through communism. How about that? You see that? Is that a Freudian slip? I went through my communion and my confirmation also through all that stuff. But once I was through all that, I, I don't think I ever went back to church again. You know, so right. I, it's... Look, I think I think the fact of the matter is that and it's a lot to be said about education now, too, you know, and, and the fact that a lot of these professors are extremely left wing and push their point of view instead of instead of really just pushing the subject matter. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a problem I have. I've run to I ran to a lot of those professors when I was in school, too. They had a point yeah. of view or a chip on their shoulder about something. And that's what they talked about and that that's the we and you know they and they want the students to think like they do instead of being very open-minded when you get a you know when you get a great teacher who's very open-minded and doesn't let you know what their political point of view is but that's very very rare these days very right can you know can i can i like oh my gosh can i just say something here right so like i think you're like pretty much you know right of center right You're, you're Conservative, right? Well, I, well, as I've said many times, I've I've gone through. I, look, I, I'm right of center. I'm a right of center guy that voted for Bernie Sanders in 2016, and voted for Jill Stein in 2016, and voted for Bernie Sanders right. in 2020, and voted for Howie Hawkins in 2020. How right of ah, center? I be? You're, you're, yes, yes, you're me. You're a libertarian Democrat. What the hell is that? Oh, this is I don't know what the fuck it is. No, no, this is the interesting thing. Look, 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 look. Okay, dude. Wait a minute. Okay. So Lance, 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 so let me forget I, my I have? I was, wait, one second, Lance, please. I just want to get this out because I was thinking about this the other day. You know, when you're, when you're a Green Party person, right, they'll automatically say, oh, you, you're, you're, you're not a Democrat. You're a Green Party. You, you know, you're left of the Democratic Party. Yet if you say you're a Libertarian, automatically the assumption is – you're a Republican for some reason. I never understood. Once again, that double standard where if you're a Green, you're independent, but if you're a Libertarian, you're automatically associated with the Republican Party. And I don't really Hello? get that. I think it's idiotic. No. Yes. Okay. Can I can I tell you? All right. Now, now let me describe my little my little like purple dot, you know, identification. I'm a. I gotta read it because I can. Okay. I'm a little drunk and stoned, so maybe I gotta read it instead of doing oh, it. I- you know, I couldn't from tell. Memory. I couldn't tell. Hey, here's me. They told this me, but I couldn't me. tell. This is me, right? I'm a. Wait, let me go to. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, 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 wait. Ah, uh, here's me. I'm a radical, independent, heterodox, populist, anti-Islamist. That's so confusing. I don't even know what the hell that is. That's very confusing. But what, I'm radical. Lance, I'm radical. Why, okay, Lance, why do we have to put ourselves in a box? Why do we I'm to, not putting myself in a box. Well, no, but you said... My, my description defies every box. I, I understand, but you're putting yourself in like four or five different boxes. Right, whatever. Okay, I'm not going to argue. No, gonna, no, heterodox, heterodox, heterodox. No, what I'm... Well, yeah, yeah. 
Go ahead, bro. No, no, but I think I've, you know, there's an, I hate using the word evolve because I, I, I associate the word evolve with Hillary Clinton. You know, when, whenever she can't admit she was wrong on something or that she's a total liar and a fake and a phony and a fraud, she says she evolved. I evolved on the issue. So I, I hate using the word evolve, but I think for some I didn't use that word. No, 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 no. But I, I'm saying what I'm trying to describe myself and my own political views. And I, I guess in a way I'm, I'm a politically homeless right now. Uh, Stay with me. Yeah, a political so homeless. Okay, so I gave you mine, right? Heterodox, what's yours? I don't know. I, I, I just all I know is, you know what I am? I am a person with common sense, and I'm tired of politicians not having common sense. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Wait, wait. Yeah. Are you a tech person? Are you techie? No, not at all. No, not even. Because you know what? I'm afraid to say this term. Yeah. But if I created a, a part, a, a political party, it would be called the common sense party. Yes, it's a great idea. I think that's a. Yeah, but let me, let me, let me go one step further. Can I? Go ahead. Okay. You got Green Party, you know, socialist, whatever. And you got populist, right winger. Who may agree that workers should have maybe a guaranteed minimum wage? Would you say that's a fairly, you know, popular view on the far right? Like, like, like a guaranteed, not a guaranteed, like, living wage where you're guaranteed that your wage is going to pay for everything. No. No, no. I just mean just a minimum wage. Are you asking so, my opinion on minimum wage? Are you trying to get, are you trying to ask my opinion on minimum wage where I believe in the minimum wage? I, I, I think that if a here's a problem. I was watching uh, Fox yesterday and this woman there's this city that's doing a minimum wage and the problem with minimum wage is this. Whatever the number you want to choose, 15, 20, some of these idiotic progressives pick these numbers like 25. It's not going to happen. It shouldn't happen. It'll never happen. But the minimum wage can be handled better by corporations than by small businesses, especially post-COVID. No, you know why? Why? Because you're full of shit. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm saying this, dude. I like you. I like you. I don't love you. We'll get there. I don't we'll, know we'll, get there. We'll, we'll get there. Well, I like y'all. Takes time. But look, okay, look. There's a basic, like you know what? Two plus two equals four. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. The difference between profit or not. Yeah. Is what my workers provide and what I give to them. Right. A small business owner yesterday said, and this is basically known. No, for, no, 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 stop right there. No, no, no. I want every dollar, as many libertarians, as many libertarians will tell you, okay? Mm-hmm. There's many libertarians that will tell Obama to tell him to fuck himself when it comes to bolstering corporations. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not going to be pigeonholed here, okay? So, in other words, what I'm saying is there's plenty of libertarians yeah. 
that would allow, that would really would. They're not just saying it. They're not just doing like, uh, you know, lip service. Rand Paul, for instance, the a dude that like, yeah. like a stop clock, you know, is right. Wait a minute. For five look, seconds, twice a day? No. Fuck no. corporations, et cetera, et cetera. No, 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 wait a minute, 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 let me make this point. Go ahead, make the point. I don't care about your intellectual, you know, stance. Yeah. Prove me wrong. No, 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 this is what I mean. I'm a revolutionary dude. I'm a radical, yeah. okay? And, mm-hmm. and and what I'm saying is that if you want to go to the actual intellectual argument about abortion, Oh, God, no, I don't want to talk about abortion. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. About, wait a minute. Or about minimum wage. Yeah. Okay? Okay? Go ahead. You know, let's challenge each other intellectually. But let me tell the you Democrats, this. No, wait the Democrats. Wait a minute, wait, wait. Wait a minute, no, no, Lance. Let me make this point. No, no, you made your point. Wait a minute, wait. Can I say this? Okay, can I say this, please? Okay, so I'm on the other side of the... Wait a minute, Lance. I'll let you talk in a minute. I let you make your point, but I want to make my point. I'll bring you back on. I'll bring you back on in a second. Democrats and progressives would have more of a leg to stand on when it comes to minimum wage and forcing small businesses to pay a certain amount if they didn't shut them down for a year and a half with these ridiculous, pointless, destructive lockdowns and kill them, kill half of the small businesses in a place like San Francisco where I live. And now if they've killed small businesses and they're just trying to get back, you cannot say you must pay a certain amount of money when they've lost money, when they haven't made a penny over the last year and a half. So they have more of a leg to stand on if they didn't do their ridiculous lockdowns and COVID bullshit. Okay? Lance, you can come back on now. Lance, are you there? I unmuted you, Lance, so you have to unmute your... There you go. You're back. You're back. The lockdown... Okay. The the lockdowns were totally about control of the populace. So what's liberal about that? What is liberal about that? What's liberal about wanting to control people? Wait, 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 Chris. The lockdowns from day one were a ploy... Just like 9-11 to control us. The lockdowns never saved more than a few lives. The lockdowns were total bullshit. The the, the people that controlled the lockdowns, Fauci and all those. Wait a minute, let me say this. The Fauci and all those pharma fucking, no, asshole fucking you know, fascists, okay? Yeah. The lockdown was all about control, and I was wrong. The lockdowns from day one were all about total control of everyone. And why do they want that control? Because that's all they're about. Because it's all about the haves and the have-nots. And it's all about them trying to, you know, create a, 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 a divide-and-conquer barrier between people like you 
and people like me because we disagree about stuff, but we're adults and we're not naive. Okay. Right. And we know how, no, no, no. Now I guarantee I, you probably can criticize you know, Republicans, right? No, the Democrats with their lockdown was all about fascist control and nothing else. And the Democrats are more fascist than the Republicans because the Republicans will be honest. The Republicans will tell you, we don't want you to have, you know, condoms. We don't want you. Well, I don't know. That's, that's we, we want you to procreate as many people as possible. Okay? That's, that's I'm that's sorry. Easy. They're reactionary, but they're honest about it. But the, the Democrats are just, they acquiesce. They're like yeah. they're they're like the fucking fascists. Republicans do not want people and the like Democrats. And the, wait a minute, the Weimar Republic, yeah. all right? The Weimar Republic, who had control in a socialist way, could have helped folks, but they didn't, and they created Hitler, just like the feckless Man. left asshole Obama fucking warmonger asshole, you know, said fuck you to the liberals, and he let Trump take control. But Lance, what do you really think? <laughs> Are you being totally honest with me, Lance? You know, I have to say, I thought I always thought I was the one who, you know, didn't mince words. But I met my match with I'm a feckless, dishonest asshole who's only obfuscating what I really believe, right? Hey, Lance, Lance, hold on one second. What's what I just saw this. What's purplepundit.com? Is that your your website? Lance, are you there? Did you fall asleep? No, I don't know. I came up with it like a few years ago, right? I'm pretty good, right? Purple Pundit. Is, In other words, is it a real, is it a real website? Is it a real website? Is it a real website? No, no. I don't know how to monetize. Dude, look, if you think I'm worthy of, like, money, if you think that, like, my opinions could make money, monetize me, dude. I need a tech person. You know what I'm saying? I'm a fun guy. Hey, monetize me. Monetize me. Then I'll monetize you. It's like a movie. Analyze it. Monetize me, and then I'll monetize you. I got to be monetized. We both got to be monetized. You know? That's true. But Hey, man. No, No, you know what? You know what? You know, damn buddy, I, I really not. I'm not kidding. Dude, I love you. You know what I mean? Because we know we're not, we were thick skinned. We know how to disagree. Let's, let, let's create a cross app. Are you a tech person? I said no already. I'm not, no, I hate techie. Oh, I, I, I was just, I, you know what, uh, you know what, dude? I was like, oh my God, why did I ask this guy that he said he's not? Well, let's find a tech dude. You know what? Because we could do something. You know what I mean? And we can get like people that aren't like me. That hey, actually, Lance, you're doing okay, man. Lance, you, got, you know, got like seven, you got 107 followers on here, Lance. You're doing okay. You're getting some followers. What? I said you have 107 followers on here. You're doing okay. You're getting followers. People are following you. Yeah, but how do I monetize it? 
No, I I know. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Let's, you know let's, I mean? let's not be let's not be capitalist right now. Let's not. It's too late to talk about money right now. <laughs> we'll talk about money some other time. But Lance, I have to let you go because I want to wrap the show up and I want to get Daniel in here before I'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Thanks for calling. I appreciate Dude, it. You know what I'm saying? Okay, let me give me ten seconds. You know what? You and me, you and me, a bunch of like seconds. unrelated dudes like need to like like get together. You know what I mean? And take some shit over because I've listened to you a little bit before, and I'm like, dude, man, I don't care if I disagree with you or not, man. We need to get together, right? Because I think we're all very radical, and I think we all know that we're like, 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 like. Wait, wait a minute, right? Marlon Brando, he goes to the lady. She's like, yeah, you say you're a radical, huh? What are you rebelling against? He's like, what do you got? I'm like Socrates, right? Yes. I'm rebelling against everything. Right, left, and center, I don't care. That's Whatever true. you got, I'm against it. That's what Groucho Marx said. He yeah. did. He said it's wrong. Whatever you got, I'm against it. Lance, let me let you go. But I, I really appreciate your call. You know, I love you. Thanks for calling in. I want to get, just because we have to wrap the show up here, um, but I want to get Daniel on just for a second here. Uh, Daniel, what's up? Daniel. Yeah, Mike. Hey, yeah, I think uh, you you and uh, Lance covered everything from the first uh, uh, agricultural revolution to, to, uh, to, 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 to 2020, 2022. What I have Lance on, it reminds me of the movie The Big Lebowski. For some yeah, reason. yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all Lance left, left left out, I realized, was uh, his pronouns and what he's wearing. <laughs> hey, Daniel, you are he, him, and you are, what do you wear? <laughs> this is ridiculous. That's how, <laughs> we start every show, I start every show off saying, hi, I'm Mike, I am he, him, and I'm wearing blue jeans and a gray t-shirt. And I'm sitting yeah. at the table. Yeah, I think I'm changing my pronouns to be offended. <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, just when you think this woman can't get any wackier, well, she does. <laughs> could, 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 oh my God! I mean, Joe Joe Biden he may not make it to, to, through through this through this term of his. He's he's less than two years in. It's 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 easily possible that he could kick the bucket. You know, he could he could uh, go to the Big Lebowski in the sky. You know, it's um, well, and this and, is what and, makes and, me... and, oh my God, we would yeah. be stuck with yeah, this Kamala what, this Harris. Is... I can't, I can't, I just can't contemplate it. I just can't. Yeah. Ooh. She is his insurance policy. As much as we complain about him, you don't want her. Yeah, Mother Nature doesn't carry that kind of insurance. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, now 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 Lance is telling now Lance is telling me through a message he is an admitted <laughs> heterosexual. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thanks. Thanks for clearing that up, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was wasn't that on your mind, Daniel? I was wondering. It was just yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, have have a good night, Mike. Enjoyed the show immensely. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Thanks, Daniel. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> okay, we're gonna wrap up. We've done a pretty long show here. We've done uh We've, 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 we learned many things tonight. We learned, well, we knew Kamala Harris was a kook, that she was a total idiot. Um, we know Barbara Farrar is a moron. We now know Lance is a heterosexual and so many other things about him uh, and his, uh, his background. And we also know 
that once again, if we just stand together and fight, as Lance said, this ridiculous fascism, this authoritarianism, this control from the yes, Lance, that's a Woody Allen quote. That's true. That's true. That's Lance was quoting Woody Allen. I'm an admitted heterosexual. That's true. That is that you're right. That's a great, that's a, that's a very famous Woody Allen line. I should have caught that. You know what's late and I'm tired and I need to eat my little snack and that's why I didn't catch it. But that's true. Yeah. From the 70s. Is that Annie Hall? Annie Hall? I think it was Annie Hall, wasn't it? Um, so, but we learned a lot of things today. We really did. We learned a lot of things. We learned as much as we hate Joe Biden, uh, we don't want Kamala Harris. <sighs> And as I was saying, we need to not comply. If we simply stop complying with these ridiculous mandates that are just harmful and do not work, that will never stop the spread of any any disease, any any virus, from the flu virus to monkeypox to COVID to polio to whatever they want to talk about, as long as we fight them as they've been fighting in L.A., these people will have no power anymore. They'll have to just slink away. We'll take our small victories while we can. Okay, this has been in Let's Be Heard. I'm Mike Chopley. Thanks for the spirited nearly hour and a half show. Thanks for listening. And remember, always remember, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. I will talk to you guys tomorrow.